0: Yo, what's good? This is Ori Styler, and this is No Escaping This podcast. No Escaping This. No Escaping No one's ready to deal with us. Looking outside, the weather is not fantastic. Mother Nature is keeping up to her word. Shown enough nipple, now it's time to show the waters making me not even want to go outside. I was going to go skip. I didn't want to run. My legs are too tired from the run. Remember I said yesterday I was was going to do wake up early and see if I can get up and do a run in the morning. I did it. I felt good for it. I come back afterwards and it felt amazing to actually run early and then not feel like you've had to do exercise in the middle of the day. This is a secret a lot of people already know and I'm just late to the party. i got loads of people around me that I know that get up early, keep fit early and then they got the whole day to themselves but I'm a late person. I like to work in the evening but I can't do fitness in the evening so I try to do it in the afternoon and by that time you're pushing into when everybody else is already about and it's just not, not tranquil. It worked yesterday. Wanted to do it today. I heard rain. I woke up, I heard rain. I said that's it, not doing nothing. Not for a little bit, not till it calms down. Then it calmed down, the sun came out. I was like, you know what, maybe. But I just had my porridge, I'll go wait for it to digest. And then it started raining again. I think Mother Nature is really trying to test people. It says, come outside, have a little sweet, sweet look at the sun. And then, then, let me piss on you. That's exactly what it's doing. I can't do much. I can't plan this. Go back to the sun. I swear I'll stay isolated, but just let me go back to the sun so I can do my bits in the garden, in the park, wherever I need to go, running around, however I need. Please, mother nature. I know I said come out and pee on people, but stop raining on me, innit? Raining on everybody else. I've been following the rules. Anyhow, this podcast is a few hours later than expected. Normally, I post it up just after midnight every day. So I do my daily updates for what I did for the day and then post it and whoever wants to wake up the next day hears it. This one's a few hours later. This is now after midday. So it's about half a day late, but it's still within the constraints of my idea of doing it one every day. Reason being, I got so hooked onto Streets of Rage 4. Let me tell you something, yeah? I spoke about this in the podcast yesterday just to say it's a banging game. Try it out. Who told me to play it on Hardest? Hardest. There are several modes. You've got what? What? Like casual, normal, no casual, normal, hard, hardest, and mania. Mania is not even unlocked. So it's not, hardest isn't even the hardest really. Hardest is hardest that you can use when you start the game. But you've got to complete it on hardest before you can unlock mania. Who told me to even do that? Mania is not funny. It is not funny, right? And I've never tried it. And do you know how I know mania is not funny? Because hardest is a bitch. Oh my God. Uh, it's like they know that now they've got save functions on this game, that as soon as you try to play it, we're going to let you die, but you're not going to start the whole game again because we want you to continue to play. I had to play it on hard, not hardest. It was so difficult. We did a live stream of it yesterday, and I was right in front of people on this live stream. I did a live stream, and I said, you know what? Watch me bang this game out on hardest. I know Streets of Rage. I play one, two, three. I'm going to be a bad man at 4. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Who told me, bruv? The second I put it on hardest, I got halfway through the first level, died, and everyone's watching me live, you know. So I have to hold face and say, "Yo, it must be that I don't know the buttons." So I set the buttons up the way that I want to set them. I said, right, I'm gonna do it again, with this time I know what the game's saying." Played it, bam, died on the first boss. I said, "You know what? These men know what they did. They got me addicted to this game because I'm not allowed. I'm not one of them guys that will lose." On hardest, I'm sorry. If it's on the hardest, I gotta clock it on hardest. Now I know the vibes, now I know the flex. I'm gonna start playing it again and again and again. They know this, they know the repay value of this game is so sick. It's such a good game. If you ain't got Streets of Rage 4, go and get it. Shouts to Lizard Cube for giving me my copy on the Xbox um also i got i bought a copy because the game's so good i want to play it on the go i bought a copy for nintendo switch so i could play it on the go and i could play the xbox one obviously the game saves are different but i'm more than likely gonna play the switch one because switch is my favorite console speaking of which i got a delivery yesterday as well that upset me i ordered a sign from dope neon sign shout out to them but they got the order wrong when i ordered the sign it's like a podium and it's got three games consoles on this podium. You've got um, the one I ordered had Nintendo Switch first, Xbox second and in third place, obviously for me, PlayStation. Somebody went and messed up the order. I feel like one of my friends who don't like my opinion of what console goes where, went and messed up my order. Because the podium came and in third place was Nintendo Switch, in second place was Xbox and in first place was PlayStation 4. Are you dumb? I had to send that back. I said, give me my order. It took four weeks to come. Give me the correct order. I took a picture. I showed it to them. I'm sure the guy on the other side was laughing, knowing how frustrated I was. I said, big man, I can't be in these streets representing PlayStation like this. It's not my favorite. But he said, he's going to send me out another one free of charge. So thank you, Dope Neons. Big shout out to you. The sign looks gully. Though. I turned it on, but I turned it off quick because again, I don't want people to see the podium in first place. So I wake up and I see news from yesterday evening that I didn't clock on to yesterday because I was too busy streets eraging it up. But I read it this morning and this is positive. Dubai ruler donates 60 tons of PPE to the NHS as Treasury scraps VAT on protective equipment. Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum made the donation because of his deep and long-standing connections with the UK. I just want to say shouts. Right now we're in a pandemic and we require PPE. It's one of the things that we need a lot of here. I posted it on my social media and I got a response from somebody, yeah? Now me and this person, I will not bait up her name, had a conversation on my Instagram uh, DMs and it was regarding what I posted and her initial response to what I said was this. It makes the UK seem like a charity case. That was the response. It makes the UK seem like a charity case. And I was like, nah, I'm not feeling that. And now she may have had a a, a point there. But the thing is, right now, pride is not what we need to hold on to. We need PPE in this country desperately, not not even just for people in the country, in terms of the regular average Joe, me and you that may be on furlough or isolating. More so for those who work in the NHS. It's required. We need them to be completely protected while they're fighting our corner to keep us alive. I don't want to hear about charity case. And I really started to deepen, delve into some stuff that is so ingrained into, I want to say, oligarch, oli, the oligarchy's idea of Great Britain, the oligarchy, the people that are the top 1% with all the money and that run the country. Some of the people, like the people that are above government, right? The ones that have stupid money, you know, the people that, that own like a square meter of oxygen per, per mile, those people, right? It is such an, a nasty thing to think that our pride makes us feel like when we need help, when it gets given to us, we are now a charity case. So I had a conversation with her. Did you know what she said? She said, "No, no, I don't mean it. That." It's we need help in this pride of whatsoever. But how the government has run this country, this is her going into her views and opinions, how the government has run this country has made it that we require help from people when actually we got money. We pay national insurance, we pay tax. The money should be there to be able to provide for PPE. And you know what, she had a point there. I was agreeing with that bit. However, because of how this country has been run, it's just not been the case that PPE has been accessible. I am not going to profess to knowing the ins and outs Not because I'm not privy to the information, but the information that's given to me is what I'm told, probably on a need to know basis by those in power of what information gets passed on. So Robin than me sit here and conclude on what I think like conspiracy theorists do with 5G towers, which real quick thing about 5G towers. I'm going to go back to PPE. Real quick thing. If 5G towers are up and active and affecting us and their cause and coronavirus, why is my Wi-Fi network still weak? Why is my data plan still regular speeds? I don't know. 5G towers are really on and affecting us. Why is my speeds still pretty slow? Anyway, back to PPE. Now, the mere fact that we need PPE in this country should have not been the case. We're we're a country called Great Britain and there's where the arrogance lies. Uh, Britain was called Great Britain many, many years ago because of the empire that it had conquered around the world and calling it Great Britain rather than just Britain. We were a larger empire and the head of that empire. Okay, great. But that mentality has been pushed down, not just to, not generationally, but systematically to people in power it's almost like we believe as British people that we are up there, top dogs, pig, like we're the ones in the world who people need to respect. We're a very small island, but we are very, very powerful. Yes, I get that. But on the other side, what I don't like is that arrogance has been passed down so much so systematically that how we act upon the world, how we look upon the world as being beneath us, now when we need help, It's almost a pride thing that we shouldn't ask for it. But we set that up ourselves. We're the same country that was saying, get people out of the country. We don't want them here. We'll get them out. Brexit, Brexit. We want to close our borders, get all the illegal immigrants out. And half the people you were going to be ready to kick out are the ones that are keeping the NHS up, keeping the NHS moving, keeping the backbone of what is saving our people right now going. So we're, we're that country. I'm not saying it's just the oligarchy as well. It's down to some individuals. Individually, we are not actually that bad. But when I say some individuals, I mean like the 10% that thought Brexit was literally kicking out everyone who doesn't look like me because they're not British. And that is the mentality we have. So yeah, there is a pride there that needs to be hammered down. It's the same pride that when we go to a different country and they don't speak English, we're vexed because in our eyes, we believe that everybody in in other countries should speak English because English is... is what the world's biggest language it's actually not if i remember correctly i think um i think cantonese or mandarin is the world's most spoken language i think it's it's an it's a language from somewhere in the continent of asia i can't remember if it's cantonese or mandarin but that is the world's most spoken language i'll double check that whilst my phone is in my hand world's most spoken language it is it's mandarin mandarin English is second, so 983 million people speak English, but it's 1.1 billion that speak Chinese. Uh, Third is uh, Hindustani, uh, Hindustani, sorry. Fourth is Spanish, fifth Arabic, and it goes down and down and down the line right? Yes, we might be one of the top ones, but to go to another country and then get upset that people don't speak the language we're speaking, not the one that's native to their land, is very arrogant of British people. And I'm one of them. I'm not somebody that gets vexed. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not somebody who gets vexed when someone doesn't speak the language I speak, right? Um, but I do feel like, I feel like that is a very British thing. There's a movie I'm trying to find whilst I'm talking to you. Um, and it's with Vinnie Jones. Hold on, I'm going to find this film. Euro trip, that's it. Euro trip. If you Google Euro trip, Vinnie Jones, right? There is a scene in there. This is this is just a parody of British values at times, right? There's a scene in there where what he does, he drives a double decker bus with a team of um supporters on this bus. He drives it into France over Calais. He drives through to to France, and then from France, he drives on the left hand side of the road because that is where British people drive. Forgetting that France drive on the right-hand side of the road, yeah? But that's the problem, is that he was sitting there shouting, come on, man, this is how we drive, get used to it. But that's our mentality. The reason why that parody works is because there is a part of us that look at the rest of the world and go, you lot drive on the wrong side. We're We're one of the countries in the world, one of the handful, I think it's a fifth of countries in the world that drive on the side of the road that we do. So actually, if you're looking at numbers, we drive on the wrong side of the road we do so I, I like it's just an arrogance we have anyway back to PPE so me and this person were talking in the group and she was like well listen the government should have had this in place and I'm like well the government's failed so now Dubai has sat there and said not just Dubai um the uh chief leader in Dubai right the shake in Dubai he said boom we're gonna give you lots of PPE hold that be nice because you are one of the countries we do the most business with right you America there's some others as well hold this yeah because it forget that it's health and safety for people and saving lives. It also helps us that your economy continues to thrive. So here's some PPE, 60 tons worth. I don't know if you lot wore a face mask or had gloves on, but yo, 60 tons worth of that is going to help us a lot. Because them gloves are light. To make up 60 tons of gloves is a lot of weight. So in that same sense, if they've given that to us, And we're sitting there going, oh, well, we shouldn't because it's a charity case. The pride in that is just disgraceful. And she was saying, the person I spoke to in the WhatsApp and uh, DMs, she was saying, we should be embarrassed. And you know what? 100% we should be. We are a country whose economy prides itself on being considered as one of the great economies of the world. And you know what? If that's true, why couldn't we afford PPE for the most necessary cause and need which is for the people that work in NHS why is it that we couldn't provide when it was necessary for the people that are saving our lives we have the money I'm sure we do I'm sure we do there's no way you could tell me no way you can tell me you can run a media corporation corporation as big as something like um the Beeb or as big as um, some of these uh, ones that that B B Sky B, which has also got a base here, and some of these big, massive companies that have millions upon millions, billions, and to save lives, you couldn't go here's Some money, I don't know. All I'm saying is, as a country, even down to our individuals who believe in in a lack of understanding that values are not bordered; they're borderless. Values can come from all over the place. Charity comes this way. and We believe we're a charity case because we're, we don't accept what we need because we don't want to look like we're not the great ones. That's that's embarrassment. We needed the PPE. So when someone tells me it's an embarrassment, when I'm seeing tweets and people saying, oh, why are you giving us stuff? You We don't want anything from you. What are you? Don't you know the state of what we're in? We're in a pandemic. We need PPE. And I just think it should be a big thank you to those who want to give it to us. So big shouts to the people of the UAE. Uh, to the government of the UAE, to Sheikh, who said, here is some, hold that and just get yourself together. And anyone who sits there, sits here thinking, Britain for Britain, (laughs) okay, well, we didn't provide for ourselves, not down to the individuals, but down to the oligarchy and governments that were supposed to get together and make sure if we're that great, we remain that great without help. And it didn't happen. I'm not saying we shouldn't have taken help. I'm saying we should take all the help we need, and we should also understand that it's going to take a village to raise a community or child. And if this, is, and if England is a child, even if it's down to an individual that's sick, it's going to take the world of people to help that one sick person. The same way we should be helping others. It shouldn't be so locked off, borders closed, all of that stuff. Don't listen to toothless Harry, who was out there going, "I just want England back because you know, for the great, for the great British people." because they're taking our jobs now excuse me when i go get my money off the doll don't listen to my man listen to yourself listen to your heart what does it tell you if we need help get it And if we can give help give it that is how a society that is how a world of people should work drop the pride great britain is great because we should understand we are made up of so many great people in it not just british but from all over the world and if you don't believe me look at who's keeping your nhs alive it's not just one person Yo, so I've got a couple olders that are telling me Yo, Ori, can you, hey, why don't you jump on TikTok And put some videos up on there?" Listen, let me tell you lot something, right <laughs> I'm not doing it And it's not because I'm against TikTok I don't want to just There's too much social media platforms to manage right now And I had a conversation with a good friend of mine Lee, shout out to Lee from Good Nights in Birmingham, right Good Nights out, rather We had a conversation about platforms, about marketing yourself, getting yourself out there and being heard. And you know what? There is no exacting science to this. However, there are some pointers that people can take on board depending on who you are and what it is that you want to do. Now, I've seen DJs go on Instagram live. I think that's good. I think that's great. But some of them are doing the whole just put the phone up, prop it and play. You know what, that's great. For this pandemic, it's good that you're getting content out there. But DJs going on Instagram Live and not really thinking, what about sound quality? Because all it takes is for one man to do it right, for you to then get forgotten. So get ahead of the game. Get an iRig. Now, an iRig is something you can record what you're playing straight out of your desk, your mixer desk, and it'll go straight into your phone, like a microphone would do if you connected it to your phone. So an iRig is great. You can get the sound from your mixer to the phone bam play it's that simple there's other mechanics to it but it's like that it means the sound quality will sound better if that person got their phone connected to their bluetooth speakers they're going to hear not the ambient sound of your mic recording your mixing desk but it's going to be a direct line in from the phone and it's only going to have the reduction of what it is between the airwaves connected between your phone and the phone that's playing the music it's great to do that try and get ahead of the game little things like that will get you ahead now there's Anyway, platforms are talking, not talking about just DJs, right? So I do live streams. And one thing I learned not too long ago when it came to live streams, when I did did some research, it's always good to keep yourself updated and keep yourself on point with um, some ways of bettering your uh, your output content-wise, whether it be physical or digital. Now, one of the things I clocked with myself is if I was to follow the the crowd and get gassed on the crowd, I would forget that I have a following in other places that I don't utilize as much. I got friends that use Twitter and they talk about Twitter all the time and they put up stuff and it's great to use Twitter. And I got a decent following Twitter for myself as somebody doesn't use it as much. It's in the 6Ks. But I got friends who got in the 20Ks. I'm like, how do you do that? And I realized because they dedicate their time to Twitter. In this group that I'm in, I, I put up a video and I said, yo, you know, check this out. Tell me what you think of this video, Right. Instantly, and it was a Facebook video of something I did. Instantly, a couple guys in the group were like, yo, how'd you get them numbers? And my Facebook page is on like 95K followers. And it totally, I totally forgot that because I kept following, this is a while ago, because I kept following the crowd of where's a good place to go for hype, I forgot that you have people that are still dedicated on different platforms. To have 95k on Facebook is not an easy feat. It took a while, to built it up. It came from like 2014 was when the big boom happened. The same time that I had the Sniper Pose video with uh, BBC talking about Garage music and stuff. Have you seen it? You know what I'm talking about? If you don't, maybe check that out. Just type in Ori Styler Garage, you'll see very popular video that went around. And I, I give creditation to that for helping me get to where I got to. Now, because that happened, like, I started to utilize Facebook a bit more and also my Instagram pushed up, but not as much as Facebook. But then I realized the kind of content that I want to put out is not quick bits, not just like that. I rather content that sits there. So if you see it or some new stuff, you can go back to old stuff. Insta's good for that to a degree, apart from um, when it comes to lives. And I see so many people putting up lives, which are great, but after 24 hours, they're gone. They're gone. We was talking about Quarantine Radio, uh, which was Tory Lanez's thing. Shouts to to um, to him, because he done fantastic with that. But all it took was two things to happen. One, Instagram to block his account saying you can't do one now. We're going to block your IG. And two, for 24 hours to go by and people cannot catch up with what happened on the last one. See, it's not about just the hype of what happens right now. It's about what you can leave as ever standing. So one, some of my favourite videos to watch are some of the clips from Wilder now. And also some of the clips from uh, all deaf media because they got dad jokes and they bring other people on that. Some of them are over a year old. I love watching them because it's content I can catch back on. And on YouTube, I could do that. On Facebook, I can. On Insta, with the long videos that are like over an hour long. It's only recently IGTV will allow you to do that. But even then, the integration for that is a bit more difficult. It's IGTV. You can't share it on other things. It's understanding the differences of platforms. And what I'm going to do over the next week or so is not try to give too much advice because I'm not going to call myself an expert. I'm learning just as much as everybody else. But I'm going to try and put together a list of different platforms you can look at that might be better for you to use rather than the ones you think is best just because it's the hype of what's going on now. My friends use TikTok. For me, it's great if you're doing funny videos with music, some dancing. I've got friends trying to put comedy sketches on TikTok. And you know what? Again, that will get you some traction, but you have to look at your audience as well. If you're doing comedy sketches from a nightclub where you're doing stand-up, but the the, the clientele, like 48 or 49% of TikTok users are 14 to 24 years old, right? It is that young demographic. I know some of my friends doing it, they want to translate it into sales, but some of these people aren't even old enough to go to see you live. They can become followers later on down the line, but what is it you're going to give to them that is going to be for their wants? You're going to talk about stuff on stage that they can't relate to because they are a different generation from you. You can't be a 40-year-old comedian and expect a 14 to 18-year-old to really get your jokes. How many of you have got kids who are like teenagers, 15, 16, and you're in your 40s and they think that you're just dry? because that's generational and that's gonna be the same with tiktok what gets them going on things like tiktok is all the upbeat fun stuff all the funny edits of doing silly stuff and challenges if you're going to use it for that do it for that but don't try and don't try and comedy sketch your way onto tiktok it's just not gonna work long run because you want something that lasts you want a bit of a legacy and tiktok is is just as digestible as a snapchat story or an insta story it's i saw it once and after about three days i don't care and that's what people need to understand when i've got olders messaging me yo or how do i how, i want to do i want i want to do a tiktok What? Well, okay what do you want to do i want to put up my live special on a tiktok bruv you can't put a whole comedy special on there it's not that platform it's just not and it's i'm starting to realize in this climate where we are now about 20 thirty percent increase into diving into um, diving into to social media because we ha- now have to we already were very much heavy on social media but now in our house because we're furloughed getting paid to not do anything a lot of us staying at home and just chilling and relaxing going on our phone going on our laptop computers is is a is a need so because we are so, like so die hard into doing that the increase of social media has got us a lot more curious. How many of you parents, be honest with me, how many of you are parents listening to this right now and you didn't really care about things like Insta, TikTok, but now you're at home with your kids, they're 10, 12, some them a bit younger, some a bit older, maybe you've got a different range of kids. They're the ones who've said, yo, mum, dad, get on TikTok so I could do this funny video. And now you see yourself following loads and loads of feeds on there because you're 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 just hooked onto it it's the hype of what everyone else is doing how many of you are in that be honest because i know it's not just one or two there's a bag of you that never was going to go on that on that platform it's good that you embrace it because you understand why you're embracing it but you have to understand what it is you want to put out there if you're a person of interest if you're an entertainer who uses social media for more than just your own entertainment but to entertain you gotta understand what platforms you're using and why you're using it and what it is it will give you TikTok is massive, massive. I remember Gary Lee was talking about it for a long time. It's massive for influencers who want to get their numbers up without necessarily having anything title wise other than influencer. It's good to get the traction, to get the attention, but you can't say this is what you need to do to see what, like, to, to follow me, to see what I'm capable of doing and use TikTok as that platform. It's not, you wouldn't see a music artist and go, I want to catch up on his music. Let me go on TikTok, you go on Spotify, maybe on YouTube to see the videos they put up. You wouldn't go and watch a comedian on there. You might go on Netflix or you might go on Next NextUp. Uh, you might go on YouTube to watch some more videos of them but if it's more funny quick funny clips you wouldn't go on YouTube for quick funny clips for like little one hour one sorry, one minute sketches or little funny clips like that you would go on maybe uh, TikTok you go on Instagram maybe even Facebook but I'm starting to see Facebook is turning itself into a platform that's f- similar more so to YouTube with their Facebook watch I stream live to Facebook now you can always tell when you've got a platform that allows you to stream they're looking for long long um, play media stuff that plays for a longer time an hour half an hour Two hours. They want stuff of that nature. Insta, you can't stream to directly. They will allow you to live stream directly unless you know how to hack it, which some of us do. To live stream for another platform to go to uh, Insta is not as easy to do quality ones. So they just want quick, easy, face to camera, let's talk stuff. It's just understanding the platforms, people. That's all you got to do. Maybe I'm going to go through that a little later on at some point, from what I know. And I'm going to get maybe somebody who is a social media expert uh, to have a conversation with, we could talk to them. Just so we can find out the ins and outs of social media and the pros and cons and how they can utilize them to get as much pros as they can. I think that's a good idea, you know. Anyway, I've got to do the post office run. So I'm shooting off, signing out. Uh, This is the No Escaping This Podcast. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. My name is Ulrich Styler, A-U-R-I-E-S-T-Y-L-A, of course. And uh, shouts to Retroteca. They told me to let you guys know they've released a new uh, RetroTecher system. It's a uh, same amount of games, but it's got a nice new interface and they've got a nice new design as well. So the original two designs are available, but they've got an additional design which is also available. Check them out at retroTekker.com. Literally, it's 6,700 games all in one box. You plug it into the television. They are one of my main supporters. So big shout out to them. Anyway, i got to sign out. I've got to head out. I've got to pack this stuff. i got to drop off. Go post office and I'm going to come back and get the skipping on. Now that Mother Nature is showing a little bit of nipple, flirting it up out there. So let me catch this sun before it decides to go and disappear. Signing out. No escaping this podcast. Later. Have a good day, guys. Boom. No escaping this. No, 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 no. escape.